The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. Now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of The Health Hero Show. Today in the house, I've got Dr. Joan Ifland. She is from... Uh, a lot of places, <laughs> but I want she she has a lot of websites. This gal is very busy. Um, she specializes and has a book on processed food addiction, and her website is actually processedfoodaddiction.com. So that's the main website. We're gonna uh, we'll drop in the show notes and stuff for you guys to check her out if you want to talk with Joan and her team and all the stuff that she's going on. She's got a lot of cool stuff going on over at her program, and um, very excited to have her on today because. You know, for the most of you who have been following me for a long time, uh, you know that I believe that we are nature. And the reason why we're having all these issues is because we're deviating away from nature. And the farther we get away from nature in our thoughts and the food we eat um, and the people that we hang out with, the worse our health is and the more miserable we are. But when we can get awareness around these things and we can start hanging out with people that we love and respect us and, and we start getting... Um, you know, back into nature, we start eating fresh foods that are not genetically modified or genetically edited, edited or whatever else they can come up with. And we can get fresh foods that we can heal ourselves. And that's what it boils down to. And this is a very simple fact. This is not like some BS thing that I'm making up. Or it should be resonating in a deep level that, you know, if your human body comes from this planet, it's kind of obvious that you are nature, right? Unless somebody just, you think they beamed you down here from Star Trek. Right, so we are nature, one hundred percent. And again, our problems that we're facing today, we're going to be dropping. You know, we talk about stress all the time. We talk about the chemical toxicity, but today we're really going to be talking more about the the inputs and the foods, and some of the things that you should probably look out for um, that are in your grocery store that are like landmines, and they're everywhere. It's it's just like walking in. If people realize, like you know. Um, well, Joan, just I want to welcome you. So, welcome to the show first. Oh, thank you, thanks, Tim. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. So I was I was gonna, I was thinking like yesterday I was uh, day two days ago I was driving to get some stuff and I had to cut through a parking lot, save some time, and it was the McDonald's parking lot. And I mm -hmm. looked over at these people in line, and um, I didn't see one of them that looked healthy. And I'm just like, oh my god, these people are all paying to get poisoned. They literally have no idea. And then you go over to Subway and they're like, well, I'm eating healthier than McDonald's. I know it's the same stuff. Arby, same stuff. Wendy, same stuff. It doesn't matter. If you have fast food, it is processed food. They're all getting it from the same places. It's just in a different box and different packaging. And it has been grown in nutrient-deficient soils that have been sprayed with chemicals. And you're just getting some genetically modified crap that's going to destroy your gut. Am I right or wrong? That's a, that, that's a fair summary of what's going on out there. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of crazy. So we're going to drill down on that today. And hopefully, well, uh, we'll give you some solutions, but we'll get scary a little bit more. So wake up um, to not participate and to start voting with your dollars more and stop buying this crap that's basically leading to our children now dying younger than us. As you guys have I've been talking lately about. Um, the uh, life expectancy in the United States is dropping like a rock uh, since 2014 and literally from 1984, which is kind of ironic. But since 1984, deviating away from the other industrialized nations, 2014 dropping like a rock and now really falling down. And so our children and grandchildren are not dying younger than us adults. So what are we going to do about it? Now, we know what to do over here, but let's get into... Joan, I wanted you to talk about like yourself. like Where did you come Where you where you came from? And how did you, you know, do what you do today in, in leading this cause about this processed uh, food um, that is an addiction that people are locked into, per se, and they, they can't seem to find a way out? Yeah, thanks, Tim. I, I appreciate what you're saying so deeply. We live in a toxic culture, which means it's the culture that's killing us. 1.6 million Americans will die from diet-related diseases this year. That is about four times the worst year of COVID. 
so we don't have the newspapers screaming about processed foods and stress and isolation and loneliness uh, because it's profitable. These are profitable. Way, 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 way deep back in my past, I have a, a Stanford MBA. Well, we'll all that against you. And I look at business models, and it is business models. It's unregulated capitalism that is killing people. Our governments know that we're dying from uh, inappropriate pharmaceuticals and inappropriate surgery and inappropriate food and inappropriate screen time. And it's it's just standing by and letting these things be done to us. So I figured this out. I started figuring this out in January of 1996. I was raised in the Midwest, the daughter of a biochemist who worked for a corporation. And uh, I studied economics and political science undergrad at Oberlin College. And then I went to work for the Wisconsin State Legislature and their fiscal staff for two years. And then I went to business school and then I worked for a Fortune 200 holding company on their finance staff for five years. I had two little babies and I was recreating, I was fighting like heck not to recreate my very uh, traumatic childhood home. I had two raging parents um, who were unable to connect with other human beings and a household, even in the 1950s, I'm 71 now, even in the 1950s, our house was packed with processed foods because my mother just fell prey to this message, oh, modern women don't cook. Even in the 1950s, there was Velveeta cheese and there were saltine crackers and there was uh, cocoa puffs and all the other sugaries. They're still here. Yeah. There was white bread and uh, orange juice from a can, so orange juice made from orange sugar water, and et cetera, et cetera. And that's what we ate all the time. And we fought. I fought with my siblings. I, uh, my parents fought with each other. They fought with us. Sometimes uh, it was emotional abuse, sometimes mental abuse. All of it not true. You know, there was always something wrong with us. No, there wasn't anything wrong with us, but processed foods do that to people. They shut down the feel-good pathways in the brain, so you don't feel good about anything, including the people around you, and it hyperactivates the stress pathways. So you're mad and anxious about it. That's the household that I grew up in. And um, when I had my own two children, I was determined that I would not raise them in that kind of household, but I would just burst into rage. And I I would just, it, I'd be watching myself rage. It was so traumatic to be raging uh, and not wanting to be raging. So the years went by, I tried a lot of different things to stop that raging. I tried therapy, I tried 12-step groups, I tried women's healing groups. I finally did learn that I had been traumatized pretty severely as a child. But all of that knowledge did not stop the raging. But in one of those groups, a another person heard my raging caused by sugar. And she took me aside and she said, you should read this book about sugar, some uh, addictive foods. I got the book. I did read the book. I just turned to the food plan. I needed to lose weight. I was a yo-yo dieter. And so January 1st, 1996, I eliminated sugars and flowers mostly from my diet. And these miracles started rolling in uh, within four days. So you talk about immediate gratification. Within four days, my craving stopped. I didn't know that was possible. The bloating stopped, the brain fog stopped, the fatigue stopped. I was eating a lot of food. I knew I couldn't lose weight eating that much food. I was a restricted calorie dieter, which I know now has set me up for overeating for the rest of my life. 
But at the end of that week, I'd lost two pounds. The next week, I noticed that my lifelong sinus infections were clearing up. I never not had a sinus infection. And the allergies, the running eyes, I hadn't been able to go back to work after my kids were born because my eyes were running and my nose were running was running all the time. But it was in the third week that I became committed to this mission of educating people about what processed foods do to a human body. And it was in that third week that I realized the raging had stopped. I'm standing in my kitchen and I'm thinking, well, I hadn't had to, had to yell at anybody for, oh, three weeks. Get me, I get down to bricks. This has got something to do with the food. Went to the support group on the weekend. Yes, people become less irritable on this food plan. I'm thinking about all the programs I've done to try to deal with that anger, none of which worked at all. It was the food the whole time. It was specifically refined carbohydrates. So I started on a 22-year quest to help get other people off of processed foods. I tried 14 different major distinctive approaches and one of them worked and I missed the significance of that. So I've made all the mistakes. Anybody who wants to get off of processed foods, do, you know, go to website, processed food addiction, get in touch with me. I can tell you all the things that don't work and you don't have to repeat those things. But in, um, in 2014, so what happened in those 22 years, I wrote a popular book, which was inaccurate. I didn't have a science background. I spent a lot of time promoting that book. And then I got into a PhD program in addictive nutrition. And after that, I wrote a lot of uh, papers. We published the first description of refined food addiction in the academic press. And I wrote chapters for other books. And um, I got a contract to write the textbook for the field. So there is a textbook for this field of processed food addiction. It's over. It's over. That, that textbook is built on 2,000 studies. I wrote 70% of it. Dang, I got experts to write the other 30% on brain functioning and things that I'm not expert in. It's over. You can't read that book and think, oh, come on. Not after looking, after weaving together 2,000 studies. It took me three years full-time from 2014 to 2017 to write the textbook, 70% of it. And um, by the time I was done with that textbook, I knew two things. One, most people by today have this addiction severely. They meet the criteria for severe loss of control. The second thing is they've been traumatized deeply by it. So you said it's, you know, you said 1984. That's exactly when this started. 83 to 85, tobacco bought Kraft, Nabisco, and General Foods. Why would a company that makes its money off of selling disgusting, addictive, deadly products move into processed foods because it's the same industry. It's the same business model. They're really good at addicting people to products that not only are have low volume, but they're actually... Let's pause for a second because I don't want the listeners to miss this. This is... See, for me... What I what I like doing is I like learning things where I can get a visual picture. I was just talking about this on another show. I was just interviewed on for this interview. Is that seventy percent of us? I found out learned by visual, right? So I want you to to pick the picture again. What what what, what she just said, which was uh, which tobacco company was it? So it was both. It was both Philip Morris and uh, R. J. Reynolds. They bought between them. They bought Kraft. Nabisco, General Foods, in three short years, 85 to 88, in three short years, addiction merchants 
addiction businessmen, addiction business companies control 10% of American spending on food. And all you have to do is say, why would an addiction company go into processed foods? And you can see exactly what happened. Well, because there's continuity that people eat it, consume it, and they got to keep consuming it. It's like they keep smoking cigarettes. So there's an addiction. It's, it's, it's a Think about it. Like, like what, where, where the addictions are at, liquor stores everywhere, people buying cigarettes all the time, the caffeine and the coffee. Anything that's addictive is a great business because like these coffee shops, like I got a buddy of mine. His friend, who we're mutual friends with, his daughter opened up a coffee shop, and then another one, and another one, and another one. And she's just making money hand over fist, slinging coffee. Just, you know, because it's, it's addictive. If you have a worthless product, you must create addiction, or you must create delusion about the value of the product. And the tobacco industry is very good at both. Yeah. But it is a business model. They did things like they took the Marlboro Country Store, which is designed to try the cigarettes and then you start buying more because you have a coupon. You can send the coupon in for free stuff, which turns out to be the free stuff turns out to be a set of triggers to now hyperactivate the craving pathways. They took that exact business model and it's explicit in the internal documents of the tobacco industry, they took that exact business model and adjusted it for the Kool-Aid wacky warehouse. I, you can't make this stuff up. It's in the research. It's, it's in the documents that were required to be put on deposit by the courts. And they addicted small children to sugar. Yeah, I was on a, I was on a hike this weekend with a friend um, about five miles in. And there was this, uh, we walked around this one lake and there was a husband and wife and, uh, their daughter there. And I didn't even see the daughter. I don't know what she was doing, but later that day we were up at the waterfall and they were all sitting there. They went up to the waterfall too. And we're like, Hey, they're like, aren't you the people that just walked by our camp? We're like, yeah, it's like, we're kept on the other side of the lake. Like, Oh, so we hung out, talked a little bit. And the lady uh, was overweight like a lot and she did not look healthy her skin looked terrible the guy was he's okay he had a little bit of a belly on him but but the daughter oh my god it was like just like she was a lot overweight for her age oh. probably like probably like 10 and just just super overweight and i'm like i told the person i was with i was like that is a form of unaware child abuse and it, it, it's just like exactly it's, like, it is, it's unaware child abuse it's not like yeah these people are not, they're nice people. They're not going to intentionally, yeah. but the, yeah. the, they can't see it because they're also addicts. Yeah. Right. And well, I remember that's what what also, What's here's, here's one message that um, I would like to share with your messengers, with your, sorry, your. Sure. They are messengers. Listeners. They, they, they become the light and they, they take this information out to other people. So you're listener messengers. Yeah. Um, which is. Human beings are very specifically empowered and powerfully designed to fit in. So uh, the dominant force in the brain is a system called mirror neurons, and they will drag you to fit in. So if you're around the 93% of people who are sick with a diagnosis from processed foods, high triglycerides, cholesterol, blood glucose, uh, blood pressure, or waist to hip ratio, your your drive to fit in will drag you in that direction. So those people on your hike whom you met, they their drive to fit in has been manipulated or harnessed by these neurologists at the food industry to fit in. 44% of the country is obese. 83% of the country is obese or overweight. It is now abnormal to be a normal weight and healthy. Only 3% of Americans don't have any diagnosis at all. So this is the force. Yes, if you want to get off the processed foods, what, what we have to see is that we've got to find a group of people who are eating healthy. 
And I know you've set up a community. You're doing this. You're making this happen for people. This is what we need. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So just in regards of time for the show, let's take a quick break right now, and then we'll just take a pause. And when we get back, I want to just continue this conversation. I want to pick up where we left off here with, and again, to I want to make a big point of this. This is awesome for me because it's like, it's something that I'm going to be talking about over and over where Philip Morris, the, the, the tobacco company, which is selling addiction, purchased Kraft, Nabisco, and General Mills. And what year was that? General Foods. General Foods. What year was mm-hmm. that? Because General Foods, so it was between 1983 and 1985. And you might ask yourself, why? So when we come back from the break, uh, we'll talk about why, what was the timing for the mid-1980s? Unbelievable that it coincided with what we were just talking about, about yeah. life expectancy starting to take a turn. From the oh, nations. Diabetes, exact same time. Time. obesity goes up. It all starts right there. Absolutely. We'll be right back. The average person today is carrying around 6 to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material and mucoid plaque in the small and large intestine. That's gross, but worse, it's super unhealthy. That is why we created Gut Detox Formula. This ancient 1,000-year-old formula from India gently micro-cleanses the intestines, removing all of that funk and gunk and junk that is destroying your health. The best part? It is super gentle, and there is no diarrhea like most gut detox products, and it's made with the same chemical-free body promise, no stimulants, 100% nature, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with Dr. Joan Iplin. We were just talking about processed foods and how addictive they are. Now we know why. There's a business model at the tobacco companies that was literally picked up and just set down on the food industries. They were purchased and it was inserted at a deep level. And I, you know, I've talked about stuff like, you know, these opiate derivatives they are put in children's cereal to further addict them, right? Beyond the super sugars, like the corn syrup and the high fructose corn syrup. And it's like opiate derivatives, synthetic opiate derivatives. And there's nothing on the box telling you that you're giving your kids some synthetic opiate, but you are. So, yeah, this is this is so again back to this is like a blockbuster story right here. It's like yeah, it's it's like reading the end of a mystery book over and over <laughs> again. It's crazy. So I can't believe what I'm just hearing because I've been in this industry for 12 years and I'm fi- I'm just I'm just hearing this. I this is what happens. The more I just keep doing what I'm doing, I get these downloads now from people like yourself, and I'm just like, oh, and all of a sudden, just opens up this whole uh, mental cage that I was in. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, as I know about all this stuff, I don't eat this crap anymore. I mean, I just don't. Like, if somebody hands me something, I look at it, it's like, oh, it's got wheat in it. I'm not eating it. Okay, if there's wheat in it from this country, not going in my body because I I freaking love myself and I know that's freaking poison, period. There's no, it shouldn't say poison, you know, but all right. So Philip Morris purchases Kraft Nabisco and General Foods. They implement their addictive strategies for business and marketing into the food industry. Okay, and then at the same time, it starts coinciding with the charts, the graphs that are put out by these industries themselves, like uh, from uh, Kaiser Permanente, showing that our children, starting in 1984, started the life expectancy slowed down compared to underindustrialized nations as kids were getting older and older. And then, so tie that into what you just said. You said it was a two, three year buyout period to buy all this, get it all done, and what happened? So, um, one of the characteristics. Uh, I'm going to use the term intense cravings rather than addiction because people relate, oh, it's intense cravings. Addictions are kind of mysterious and hard to identify with. Yeah, yeah, it's got all the baggage with it. So, but, but people have intense cravings and they're aware that it is the cravings that get them into trouble. If they didn't have cravings, they would have a rational thought. Cravings are the opposite of rational thought when it comes, uh, well, cravings are abnormal. They're an indication that the pleasure centers have become hyperactive. Well, you might ask yourself, what was it? Why in the mid-1980s did 10% of the food industry come under the control of addiction merchants? It's because of the invention of high fructose corn syrup. 
So the, the, the addiction business model has five A's. Affordability is the first one. You've got to be able to afford to buy the product again and again. And you needed a cheap sweetener. Because until high fructose corn syrup came on the market, they would have been dealing with their fellow addiction dealers, the sugar cartel. But once they got out from under that, boom, that was the last piece they needed. They needed advertising, which they already knew how to do, create extreme delusion around the product's value. They needed availability as the courts ordered them to take the cigarette vending machines out. They just replaced them with snack and soda machines. So the availability, the, the conversion of convenience stores, uh, the, the conversion of, of gas stations into convenience stores. And then, uh, so that's availability, a young age of onset. So you can imagine these, these executives were prevented from marketing cigarettes to children in cartoons the Joe Camel cartoon campaign. Yeah. The regulators stepped in on that one, but dang, they could market any food product to newborns, to toddlers. And they did. They ramped up the amount of advertising immediately and the rest is history. So they, this is the, the five A's. It's hide addictive substance. They hired a particular consultant, Howard Moskowitz from uh, Harvard, PhD in experimental psychology and marketing, to hide high levels of high fructose corn syrup, sugar, gluten, excessive salt, excessive fat, dairy, to hide those substances in products. Like you, you, you used to be able to buy a jar of pasta sauce safely. But once Howard Moskowitz was done with it, it had high levels of sugar, fat, salt in it. So it's pro it's uh, hidden addictive substances, young age of onset, availability, affordability, and advertising. And the, 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 it's now killing 1.6 million Americans a year. I just, I, I'm just looking up some stuff. I typed in like, uh, high fructose corn syrup, baby food. There was a, this person said, obesity is already a public health crisis. Uh, noted Shannon Whaley. What else can we be doing to attenuate that risk? Well, to me, it's to be a lot clearer that formulas, baby formulas that have corn syrup solids um, confer additional risk. And I, I'm, I'm literally reading this for the first time. New WIC study by Goran and colleagues, the first to track babies for fed corn syrup based formula well beyond infancy, they found a 10% increase in obesity at age two, a 7% increase at age four compared to babies who are fed uh, lactose-based formula, which they're feeding them dairy. So, which is another, like, it's, it's sugar. Like, so it's like dairy's bad because it's for a baby cow, not a baby humor. It's literally not good for you. Like, why would you do it? Maybe in a snowstorm, if it's like, you know, um, Little House of the Prairie and your wife's dead um, or she's sick and you're like a guy, you're like, oh, Cow's got milk. Give it to the baby. Okay, that might make sense, but other than that, probably doesn't make sense to give it. Child, wow. they're they're just just so the the fructose corn syrups ten. It's 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 even worse than than feeding your child dairy, right? It's feeding uh, dairy is an is a highly addictive substance. Dairy has enough morphine in it to put a one hundred pound baby calf to sleep. That's a lot of morphine, but uh, well, that's like a goodness. derivative of casein protein. So it's the casomorphine. It's a casomorphine. Yeah. Okay. And there are four different kinds. Gluten has a gluteomorphine in it. And now in the case of gluten, the, um, the Rockefellers decided that they were going to increase the productivity of wheat in the 1930s through a program of hybridization. What they didn't know, I hope they didn't know, I hope they didn't do this deliberately, is that they increased the amount of gluten in the wheat substantially, and gluten is kind of more of kind of gluteomorphine. One of the things about processed foods 
is that they activate all four of the major craving pathways in the brain. Dop dopamine and serotonin and opioid and cannabinoid. And that makes it a very difficult addiction to give up. It's very difficult to kind of marshal enough energy and activity in the frontal lobe to overcome the flood of cravings that's being generated by the pleasure pathways. So one of the big messages I hope your, your audience gets, this is not your fault. If you are unable to give up processed foods and you want to, and you keep failing, you're not failing. You're being provoked. You're being manipulated by a very powerful industry, the processed food industry. It's like somebody coming in in the middle of the night and injecting you with some type of addictive substance and you can't stop taking it during the daytime because you've gotten out. So it's, it's getting slipped in, whether it's you're injected in the middle of the night or it's slipped into your children's cereal, it's getting into your body. And both, they're actually, I, I would say they're a form of rape. You know, it is an assault. It's an assault on the brain because not only are you hyperactivating cravings, but the brain will try to compensate for euphoria by hyperactivating stress. So if you're in a euphoric state, you're, you're going to die. Our brains have been evolving for 7 million years if you're, a, if you're an evolutionist. And for those 7 million years, we don't have fangs. We don't have claws. We don't have massive muscles to run. We could only survive in a group. That is our defense mechanism. If you were out there by yourself, you were going to be eaten by a predator. Or if you got lost, you couldn't find enough food, shelter, water, to survive and certainly not raise children. So the dominant force in our brain is to look around at the people that we are with and fit in. That instinct, that drive, that force is still dominating our behavior. So that's one thing that the advertisers do is they create these delusional pictures of have people having fun while drinking soda, for example, which is just like creating the delusion that cigarettes are sexy and cigarettes are the opposite of sexy. And the amount of damage that sodas do in a, on all processed foods is the absolute opposite of what's being depicted in those, those pictures. You have to really train. If you're going to be so different from the culture that you are healthy, and you're a normal weight, uh, you have to train to be okay doing that. Otherwise, your brain will just dry. It, and it could take 10 years. I, people coming into our community, they say, I did this great for 10 years, and then I was at this wedding, and I had a bite of wedding cake, and I'd never been able to get back. Well, it's not just the craving pathways. It's this network of what are called mirror neurons spread all throughout the brain that are dragging you back into the main culture. It's quite complicated to get free and stay free for a lifetime. It's complicated unless you're around people who are already doing that, and then it's easy. Yeah. Yeah, so you're, these four pathways, these receptor sites in the brain are all hijacked, basically. So if you were like on a plane and it got hijacked, you're probably going to be freaking out and you're going to be in fear mode. And you're going to want to, you'd want to get the hell out of there. You're just, your, your stress response is going crazy, but it's this diabolical hijack. It's, it's, it's these invisible things that where people are getting us, it's a different form of slavery than it was before, yes. where it wasn't just in your face, get over here, change, yes. get the rocks. Now it's like, okay, people won't do that anymore. So we'll get them in this mental prison. It'll be a mental slavery. We'll hijack these four receptor sites. And then we'll give them these delusions. Seven out of ten doctors prefer camel cigarettes, you exactly. know, and, and, and this type of stuff. And then that that model moved right into foods. Mm -hmm. And then they got the high fructose corn syrup, which is basically a form of poison. And then you have these caseomorphines and dairy and gluteomorphines and and gluten that further addict you. And yeah. so, um, wow, it's like you're you're it's. It's this, it's the invisible, I call them like, when I talk, because our business is all about chemical, we, we, it's all the stuff where you're talking about too and stuff, you're just more of a deep dive on that. We're more of the deep dive on, it's been on the chemical stuff, 
right? That there's 180 chemicals in the womb of children and or more. That's just a sampling. Oh, um, yeah. it's, ca- it's causing cancer and all this stuff. But it's, yeah. the invisible invaders, the, it's this invisible stuff that's it's in our food, our our, our t-shirts, our, our 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 shampoos, our personal care products, food we eat, and it's coming in all different angles. You're getting micro polluted and micro hijacked. And it's like you're 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 not an autonomous person anymore. You're becoming a, a you're becoming a, a slave. Is what it's what's happening. You know the the analogy with um, prison and slavery is very apt. Um, you know the Tina Turner's uh, song "Addicted to Love." Your mind is not your own. That is very accurate. You are being subjected to cueing or triggers, reminders, stimulation, messaging when you're your pleasure pathways have been trained to crave you don't need to be looking at the substance you can be affected by anything associated with processed food so if you have a friend that you go get ice cream with the friend is now no longer primarily a friend the friend is now primarily a cue or a trigger for those craving pathways to start controlling your behavior The way it works is whoever is putting out the most neurotransmitter in the brain, just think of these as competing centers, competing cities. Whoever is putting out the most most neurotransmitter gets control of the behavior. It's a competition. It's a contest. So now that uh, friend is triggering the release of cravings for ice cream because you associate that friend with ice cream. And you are literally being flooded by these four pathways that travel across the brain, latch on to your behavior centers, and control your behavior. Now, if you if you can train, if you can rewire the pleasure centers not to do that, not to have that reaction, then a different part of your brain wins the contest, and that is the frontal lobe. I don't want to eat that. Uh, I know it will make me sick. I remember how sick I was the last time. I have an autoimmune condition. I have painful joints. Whatever it is, the rational thought. If you're stimulating that part of your brain, that part of your brain will walk over to your behavior center, send neurotransmitters over there that latch on to the behavior brain cells, and you don't need it. So you've got to be really, really conscious of messaging. If you're around people who don't eat this stuff, then your urge to fit in, your mirror neurons, your frontal lobe, everybody's on the same side and you're protected. The origin of the word addiction comes from, I don't know whether it's Greek or Roman times, but it's from a practice where a man, if he owed somebody money, he could sell himself into slavery uh, to get the money to pay the debt. And that process was the process of addiction. Your mind belongs to the food industry. If you're exposed to people who eat processed foods, your mind belongs to the food industry. If you're exposed to even availability, if those processed foods are in your house, The availability alone is triggering dopamine releases, which gradually build up over the evening and get control of your behavior. It's the number three on their five, their five A strategy. Yeah. Availability. So if you have it in the house, I think they'll be able to get it out of there. Oh, but I bought, I want to throw this away because I paid money for it. I'm like, yeah, you paid to get it. You throw away food. It's not food. Not even food. It's not food if you're going to use the diet of food. So I, I, I can relate to this because I have I have a certain friend in the past that um, if I went over to his house, I was more likely to smoke marijuana. I right. Friend, if I went to his house, I was more likely to drink beer. He always had, I have another friend that was like, he always had a smorgasbord, barbecues going. If I went over there, I was just, it was like Thanksgiving Day every time. Like, oh, chicken wine, you need to go to all. He'd start whipping up everything. So great example. product of your environment. And those friends, yeah, those friends. Uh, yeah, and nobody's teaching this. And this is actually what led me to, to create the online community. It's so that it'd be very easy to, for people to just flip open their screens, 
and be around people who are eating healthy and doing great self-care. Yeah. Well, the good news is, is people are kind of waking up, unfortunately, because we're having 9-11 events every two days in this country just with cancer and heart disease by themselves. So, you know, every two days, that there's a, there's like about 3,000 people die of cancer and heart disease each. So it's like 6,000. It's already 3,000 days. So literally between heart disease and just cancer, just those two, it's 9-11 daily in this country. 9-11. Yes, yes. The number of people who died on 9-11. 1.6 million Americans per year. Four times the rate of the worst year of COVID. It, yeah, it's um, it's kind of crazy. All right, so where are we at? So look, we're going to take one more quick break. We come back, we'll get wrapped up with Dr. Joan Iflin. We'll be right back. Turmeric has been used for thousands of years all across India and Southeast Asia and is one of the best anti-inflammatory compounds on earth. Now you can get these incredible benefits with the new chemical-free body turmeric 100 liquid drops. This ethically sourced breakthrough solution absorbs over 100 times better than regular turmeric products, eliminating the need to add black pepper. Turmeric 100 helps against inflammation and pain and is made with the same chemical-free body promise. No stimulants, 100% natural, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up out there? It's Tim James here. I am back with my special guest, Dr. Joan Ifland. We're talking about processed foods and addiction. And um, it's like, you know, when I, I, I heard a long time ago, when I, in 2011, when I was at Hippocrates Wellness Center, they said that you either are a, uh, a food addict or you're a recovering food addict. There's no ifs, ands, or buts around this. this is the, these are the two camps that you can be in today in the modern world. You either you are an addict or you're recovering and again, it's not that you have to understand, like a lot of people don't say, I'm not an addict and their ego kicks in like, oh, I, that's, I don't have a problem. Like, well, yeah, you do. So what you said was it's not so much a, an addict, but it's like it's it's a severe craving, right? Mm -hmm. You're getting, you're having severe cravings. So call it what you want. This food has a hold on you. There should be a, we should do a, a song about this food has a hold on you. That's a great yeah. idea. That's a great right. idea. And, and it's and it's it's because it is, and it's not by happenstance. It is a it's a very it's it's they've used system science, engineering system science, based on your prefrontal cortex, your molecular pathways, your neurons in your brain, your transmitters right. to hijack your brain, and also in societal programming, knowing knowing that we are a tribal and that we need to stick together. And that we will follow the herd. That's why you're more likely to like you hang out with people who are smoking cigarettes. Like, come on, I have one. Like, oh yeah, smoking breath. Yeah, I'm gonna cough. It's disgusting. My parents do it, and I hate the way my clothes smell. But yeah, let me put that shit down my throat. You know, and then you get stuck doing that because you want to fit in and be cool, right? Mm -hmm. So they're 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 using all this deceptive stuff. And I like the word you said earlier, which was delusion of value. Which you'll see, it's like, you know. 50% more for the same price, or it's like, you know, low fat. Couponing. If you've ever noticed, um, only processed foods have coupons. Real food, there, there are no coupons for real food. It's because they have to use some kind of deceptive motivator to get you to try it. And then once you've tried it a couple of times, the brain now associates those cravings with that food and it will create cravings for you to go get them. The thing that I think I would really hope that your listeners get is how quickly people get better when they go off these processed foods. It's not easy. You know, you've got four pathways. Those four pathways have been pumping out cravings since you were a small child. Everybody around you is triggering you to eat them. The delusion is deep. So it's not easy, but the rewards are incredible. So um, one thing we know about processed foods is that they cripple cell function. And I know this is going to sound over the top. I'm going to do this as carefully as I can. But in the five years that we've had the recovery, the online recovery community, we have seen just a huge range of incurable diseases go into remission. Why? Why would a mental illness, as well as a heart disease, as well as a gut disease, as well as a joint disease, 
Why would cancer go into remission? Why would diabetes go into remission? It's because processed foods cripple cell function. And so your disease is the result of the cells that support that function becoming so crippled, they can't perform that function anymore. Whether it's pumping blood or digesting food or filtering, the cells have become crippled. So I, I just want people to know it is so much fun to get off of processed foods. Now you also, I will say you have to deal with childhood trauma because trauma actually manifests in ways that are similar to processed foods. So it's it's a it's a two-sided coin, processed foods and childhood trauma. Uh, because trauma is associated with with illness of all kind. But don't believe if somebody tells you this is incurable, you're going to be on medication for the rest of your life. This is chronic. You've got to live with this pain. It's not true. We see it every day. Don't be bashful about it. I mean, it's, and it's just once once you get, it, it's tough because when your your head's in this in this matrix in this delusion, it's really hard to see it. it it's really hard to see it because that that pull. Everybody else is doing it. Yeah, everybody else is doing it, and there's four 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 transmitters hitting, going, "Hey, go get it, go get, gotta get your hit, gotta get your hit." And it's like. So you have like four forces there, the silo there's five forces working against you, and you don't even know they exist. And you have, you have an five incredible. enemies, right? Yeah, just like shoot. It's like it's like somebody's just like set there shooting little micro darts in you all the time. Like five five sharpshooters, and they're just keep micro darts. It's like you snipers in the top of the grocery store, and you can't see them. You can't see them. You don't even know they're there. You don't believe that they're there, but they're they're in the cereal box. They're in your yeah. you know your sausage patty. You know, I tried, I was lolling in Cincinnati while I was writing the textbook, and I took a course at University of Cincinnati in neurology. University of Cincinnati has a huge neurology department. And so the professors came in one by one to give lectures. And um, I recognized their names. I was reading their work. One day I stayed after because I had some questions for this one particular researcher. And he was a lovely young man, just really funny and relaxed and very engaging. And he started talking about the neurology of influencing a consumer. And he described this process. And then he looked at me and he said, isn't that cool that, that we can do that? And I'm just like, you have no friggin' idea. You are killing people out there. But even the neurologists are not connected with the consequences of what they're doing. And they're, they're eating cheese puffs themselves. Uh, or, or not, you know, or it's like, you know, one of the, one of the other reasons to get into a cravings recovery community is to train those brain cells not to react to processed foods, but also not to transfer the cravings. So if, you're, if your brain cells are deprived of processed foods, but you haven't trained them to be calm, they'll transfer to romance novels. They'll transfer to por pornography or to gambling or to uh, spending or to sex. The, anything else that hyperactivates dopamine. Well, the screen industry is all over this. So social media is, is giving off those little mini dopamine hits so you you've got to watch for you know i think this is a little bit too exciting i don't want to do this again it just feels like uh i'm losing control and and so it really is worthwhile to get the training but i do want people to really connect with how much fun this is to get these processed foods out of your life i'm 71 years old People think that they are getting old. They are not getting old. They are deteriorating from processed foods and stress. And if you're my age and you think, well, I, now I really do have to live with this because I'm just getting old, and all of that stuff goes away, it's so exciting and it's so fun. 
to find out that you're not old. You were, you were, you were sickened. And then your doctor said, oh, you know, you're getting old. Of course, your knees are going to hurt. You're 29 years old now. You have to expect this. No, that's not getting old. It's, it's the processed foods. Yeah. It's so fun. It's really fun. And if you're in a community, you'll be amazed at how easy it is instead of the battle between your mirror neurons, you know, wanting you to fit in with people eating processed foods. Now your mirror neurons want you to fit in with people who are not eating processed foods. Suddenly, if you're not, you're to, Tim's talking about invisible enemies, your mirror neurons are an invisible enemy if they're latched on to people who are eating processed foods. They're your invisible victors your winners if they're latched on to people who are not eating processed foods. So Tim's got these programs. Go hang out in Tim's programs. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm just sitting here reflecting on everything we've talked about. Man, the 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 processed food industry is huge. It's massive, and unfortunately, what that means is is that the masses are paying for poison. We are. No, there's yeah, and they're voting with our dollars the wrong candidates that's for sure their partners are the medical industry so when you see it when you're looking at the growth of processed foods the medical industry grows right in tandem and now it's more profitable to keep people sick than it is to make them well and doctors who have been traumatized by their own medical education which is just incredibly stressful True. they don't know how to deal with trauma they're not going to ask about it they don't know how to get off the processed foods themselves. They're not going to ask about it. Uh, so the pharmaceutical industry just says, oh, well, doctors, uh, you know, a diet doesn't really work. It's not really part of the equation. And doctor, some doctors buy into that. I've had a doctor say right to my face, you know, nutrition really is fringe. What? Are you serious? And you'll you'll be able to test this out for yourself. So you can go to our website and take a self-quiz for the science of processed food addiction. And then um, you can get from us a list of the uh, foods to eliminate. You can fight, 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 and get through withdrawal. So there is a withdrawal syndrome because these are drugs. It takes about four days for the cravings to stop and the headache to stop and the stomachache to stop and the sleep and the irritability to stop but then in four days it's almost like you pop out of it like a new yeah. person and then you know wait a couple of weeks but if you really want to test this out because it seems unreal i remember that january of 1996 it was unreal that all these things that i'd been treated for my whole life were disappearing sit yourself down on a saturday morning and try eating a processed foods and you will just be shocked at how sick you feel. Yeah. I've experienced that with our coaching students. We, we, we coach them and then, you know, they have these big changes and everything. And they're like, now, okay, you hit this. Now I want you to go have a big meal, knock yourself out, do whatever you want to do. And they do it. And they, half of them are sick in bed the next day. Like it's that bad. Yes. People have no idea how, like, and then, then it's, then they have it that's wired into their head. Now they know that food is poison. Well, this like, is, I literally can't, I literally can't do it anymore. Biggest recovery techniques is you train those reward centers, the pleasure centers to associate processed foods with pain. You, you can just get a flashcard. You can put the name of a craving food on one side and then on the other side, you can put joint pain, depression, anxiety, racing thoughts, memory heart loss, cancer, um, heart disease, joint uh, joint pain, and, and inflammation. These foods are incredibly inflammatory. So you know, I, I'm, I'm really excited to work with you. We talked a little bit about pre-show. Uh, I just like your energy and what you're doing. But like when I went to Hippocrates Wellness Center, I was ripped out of processed foods, put directly on living foods from nature. I went through that three days um, of hell and then boom, I popped out. I'm like, I feel like I'm reborn. I mean, I literally couldn't feel sure. I'm like, I feel like I'm 30 years younger. My nipple clarity's back. My arms are tingling with energy. And I was, I went, of course, this is more 
people would say extreme, but it's like all I was doing, I literally plugged myself right back into nature 100%, like literally. And so I had this really quick recovery. Our whole business now, because I was trying to get people for five and a half years to do what I did, like full tilt, go for it. But it's a lot, and now I know why. It's like the four pleasure centers, the societal conditioning, they're fitting into the tribe. They got a lot working against them. We literally, our product line is is centered around meeting people where they're at, and it comes in and it gently starts cleaning their digestive tract, flooding their body with nutrition, cutting back on these cravings so that for the people that don't have the time or energy or money to go to Parker's Wellness Center or to Mountains of Hope or wherever they're going to go, these healing retreats, we can help you actually heal at home. And we can help you reduce these cravings at least 50%, if not more, with these basic, gentle, daily detoxing protocols. I think we should partner up. I think we should. I think we could do a lot of work together. And um, I'm is, really looking um, forward to chat with you. Um, yeah, the there definitely are products that, that help this process. And um, it's it's just really good to know that the people around you are going to determine it's it's determinative uh that the people around you are going to determine whether you can break through to the life that tim is talking about whether you can get through four days or three days or eight days sometimes it's different and whether you can stay there yes so even if you decide you don't want to go into a community and you want to try Tim's products, think about the 10 people you see the most often, the five people you see the most often, and recruit them. Just like a, a, a bond, a not a blood bond, but everybody, pinker, pinky finger, promise that you're going to do this together. You're going to get off the processed foods together. You're going to come to us for information and you're going to get these products that Tim is talking about to do the cleanses, but you've got to do it. Find a group of at least five people, reliable people, who aren't going to be cheating. You'll be shocked at how much easier it is. Yeah, I I, I didn't totally see this now. Well, I really appreciated our time together today, uh, your message and the vision of the mission that you and your, your the people that you're working with on our food addiction reset. So where's the best place for people to find you? I would go to processfoodaddiction.com. It's kind of our hub. You will find information there about our community. The most important thing is to take the self-quiz for the signs of addiction, processed food addiction. There are 11 signs. And um, leave us your email address, and you will be invited to a free workshop where you can get more tailored information about what you need because we have the big remission community if you have a disease that you've been told is incurable you want to go to the remission community if you want to help somebody else or if you are a professional a health professional and you're hearing i don't have this link i don't have the addiction link i don't have the cravings link i am struggling and am frustrated in my practice then go to processfoodaddiction.com take the self quiz and we have a training for you. We have a training for professionals, and we also have a training for people who watch their mother die. I'm like, I want to help other people avoid that. I want to be equipped so that I can speak effectively to people and, and prevent them from dying young. So we have a lay person, just anybody can train to help the next person. And then we have this new academy uh where you can take a, a four-week course yeah so connect well lots of, lots of neat stuff absolutely yeah, yeah we're thanks again really appreciate your time I'm looking forward to chatting with you more uh guys you can check around at processedfoodaddiction.com that's processedfoodaddiction.com and you can take her self-assessment quiz there on that site she's got stuff for lay people like me uh Health, health professionals. Well, I guess maybe I'm a health professional now too. I'm all of it. Working class guy that just learned a lot. And um, the most important thing is that you guys get results in your life. That's what I want for you. So, you know, because the bottom line is, it's like if you're stuck and you seem like you can't get out or whatever, you have to make change in your life, period. You're going to have to change something. And if this message resonated with you and you think that maybe these 
processed foods that have been made for, you know, since the 1980s when the, you know, tobacco industry hijacked and, or purchased Kraft and Nabisco and General Foods and use that same addiction model. Maybe, just maybe, um, I'm, my body's not responding well to them too, just like, you know, 83%. And maybe, maybe this is opening the door to escape. Tim has characterized this perfectly as a prison. You can, this is information that will let you open the door to escape this miserable, miserable life. Absolutely. Yeah, and turn it into a wonderful ecstatic explosion of joy and synchronicity. How does that sound? So let's do that. Let's let's get rid of our stress. We'll get those practices in place. Let's get the toxic chemicals out of our body and let's flood our body with living nutrition and shed these processed foods that are harming our health and our vitality and our relationships. So until next time, change yourself, change your world. See you guys again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening again to the Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. Ha, ha, ha.